Welcome everybody to Weiss Camera Action. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the King of Gordon himself, Alex M. Weiss. Back for the fifth time. And joining for the fifth time ever, the Duchess of Dunwoody, the Sage of Sandy Springs, Erica J. Lavender. Good evening, everyone. Or whatever time of day they're listening. Or whatever time of day you're listening. I'm so sorry for <laughs> assuming it's the evening. You could just say good Don't morrow. People's time. Good. Right? Good morrow, everyone. Yes, good southern suburb of Atlanta, everyone. Is that a southern suburb? <laughs> yeah. I'll just was... say hey, pals. <laughs> I thought it was like old-timey speech for day. It is. I was just... <laughs> I'm just being silly. Uh, bu, 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 bu. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. Like, I I have a, a lot. Well, I have a fair amount of stuff to talk about for this movie. No, I th- we do too. Um, we were eating some Chick-fil-A earlier. And I, like, had a slight panic. I was like, Erica, we still have to watch the movie. And then I was like, oh, wait. We watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when it hit me. Oh, well. Yeah. Actually, that's oh. not when it hit me. It hit me a little bit earlier. There was, but. Of course, we'll get to the uh, point in the movie when this uh, takes place. But there's one point when the, the Henry, I don't think he's the main character, when he gets captured. And I watched the movie with Chelsea and she was like, oh, he got captured. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> oh yes we'll get we will get to that because of course this is weiss camera action the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service alex erica and i review movies slash series of movies if you like that and you want to be a part of the show go to patreon.com slash weisscast where one dollar a month grants you the ability to ask your questions that you want to be aired on the podcast or you can write in your Darmok reviews, just like Alex writes every week for us. I got and one that, ready. That's our reminder for this week. That's our reminder. Keep it up. Keep it up here in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't had anyone write in yet. Also, to be honest with you, I haven't been great about checking the email. Um, we could have like five hundred. We could. We could have like five hundred. <laughs> but hey, there's a first time for everything. Um, also, one dollar for the one dollar tier for Patreon gets you mentioned in the credits as long as a shout or as long as well as a shout out during the show. Big thanks to our producers, Chrono Slinger and Pepe Danger. If you don't have any change to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every Friday on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping. So like I said, every week, we're trying to be more consistent with uploads. Um, so far, so good. Fridays have worked well. Um, so each and every Friday, we will be uploading Weiss Camera Action, and Sundays will we'll be Weiss Cast. Uh, this past week, we did not have a Weiss Cast because of technical difficulties with Discord. We'll be figuring that out, and hopefully we'll be back on track this week. Um, I don't think we have any. Oh, it's official. Our new 
series is starting next week and boy howdy are we excited it's a we are reviewing and ranking the santa claus cinematic universe i love featuring, these movies and I'm featuring sorry. featuring peter boyle in two different roles yep and and alex and tim allen tim allen in two different roles Tim Allen as Santa and Bad Santa? Robot Santa. Robot Santa. Also featuring Judd Reinhold in one one different role. <laughs> <laughs> My try with T. Reinhold. Um, yes, we will be reviewing and ranking these each week uh, for the next few weeks. That will lead us into the Christmas season. Um and I'm sure during the week of Christmas, we'll take a break, just a one-week break, and then come back with a vengeance. Yeah, Christmas is on a Friday. Yeah, that's why we'll take a break. Not uploading on a Chris- on Christmas Day. I'm not doing anything on Christmas Day. That's Jesus' day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He only gets one day. <laughs> Golly. Oops. What are you? <laughs> I'm a CEO Christian. Oh, Christmas and Easter only. The Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, the Pope? Um, Today's episode is brought to you by Weisscast, but I'll share more on that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, our impressions. First impressions. Our first impressions. Okay, I gotta get this right off the bat, guys. First with with a question. If you haven't seen this movie, it's okay, but have either of you seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? If not, don't watch it. It's not a good movie. I have not seen it. I've not seen it. Okay. There's, uh, the whole plot of the movie is these two characters trying to get a, stop a movie about themselves being made, and along the way they stumble upon a Hollywood set, and this, this ties back into Pirates, okay? So, they stumble onto the production of Goodwill Hunting 2, which is a fake movie, mm-hmm. but it's presented as this lazy cash grab, and they recreate a scene from the first movie, Goodwill Hunting, and Ben Affleck's character literally says, "All right, are we gonna do this again?" And just raises his hand like that and says it really lazily. And that was the first, that was the thing I was thinking of the whole time in this movie. <laughs> are we gonna do this again? <laughs> the whole movie I was just I was thinking of that scene of the Ben Affleck that's fair <laughs> um, yeah my, I think that my impression was that it was just I don't know I didn't I, I was having a hard time with it um, I, I mean, I still enjoyed watching it because I just think that, like, the movies are fun. And it was still a fun movie. Like, it wasn't, like, an unfun movie. I just found myself having a hard time caring about new characters, I guess. And, um, and... Like old What's-His-Face? Yeah, like, old What's-His-Face. You know what I mean? So, anyway. I think that, I think that's just my general vibe because I had a hard time with it. But I still, <laughs> but I still thought it was a fun movie. Like in general. Yeah, I I definitely enjoyed this movie more the first time seeing it. 
Um, and, you know, similar to Alex, I can only think of one thing, like, during the movie. There's this um, this movie reviewer that I like to watch on YouTube named Jeremy Johns. And he has very interesting ranking ways of ranking movies. Um, I mean, if it's good, it's or if it's a really, really good movie, he calls it awesome-tacular. If it's a good movie, um, it was like worth buying on Blu-ray. Um, you know, if it's a pretty good movie, it's like it's a fun time, no alcohol required. Um, <laughs> if it's like a bleh movie, it's like probably better with your if you're drunk. Um, and I forget. Oh, and then the last ranking, of course, is dog shit. Like, <laughs> it's a five tier ranking. Uh, the I feel like the last one's the most rare, and awesome tacular is pretty rare, but it's pretty common to have a uh, better time with alcohol. And honestly, I've never, I haven't felt that more in a movie than I did with this. Like, oh, if you- I was slightly inebriated or if i was just like really tired or whatever like if i was like just out of my mind a little bit i feel like i would have had a lot better time with this movie you'd be like jack sparrow in this movie exactly and you know we'll get to that whenever we get into more analysis but that's something that i really hated about this movie you guys ready for some fun facts and a plot summary hit me absolutely all right, there was a new director of photography, a.k.a. Cinema- cinematographer. Could you tell a difference? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought everything looked flat, and I think everything was kind of always in focus, and that looked really strange to me. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as many beautiful shots in this movie as mm-hmm. other movies, because... I mean, I feel like watching the other ones, there would be multiple times throughout the movie where Erica would be like, oh, that's such a pretty shot. But Mm -hmm. I think I only heard you say it twice or something in this one. Yeah, which usually that's like half of the things that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so true. And I mean, that's a big deal for a franchise like this. Like, if it's a pretty shots, you know, like, keep pretty shots. Should have kept them. Um, see, IMDb said the budget was 230 million estimated, and it grossed 172 and some change domestically. I don't know if that means it flopped. I I hear all the time that a movie did bad in the states, but it made like a billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. So I I I don't know if that means it flopped because it it made a ton of money elsewhere. Um, How much money did it make elsewhere? I'll look it up. Like a billion dollars, I think. Uh, this was the second Pirates of the Caribbean shot digitally. The last movie had red cameras, which is a brand and not a color. Mm-hmm. Maybe a color, too. This one had Alexa cameras. Uh, I thought the last movie looked a little better still. Directed by Dutch directors. I'm going to butcher this name. Joachim Ronning and Espen Sandberg. I have no idea what else they've made, but they made this movie. And apparently those were their heads in the basket at the the guillotine scene. Um, Interesting. Yep. Javier Um, Bardem wore makeup. Go ahead. I was going to say, so it made approximately three times more world or internationally than it did domestically. Mm -hmm. Um, 
this director did the Maleficent movies. Oh, that's right. Or at least the second one. Um, yeah. So, uh, Javier Bardem wore makeup. Like, he, his face was not CGI'd at all. Only his hair was. Mm-hmm. It's painfully obvious. Obvious. Uh, yep. Also, he's married to uh, Penelope Cruz, who started in the last movie. What do you know? Um, Paul, I didn't know that until now. Uh, Paul McCartney played Uncle Jack, the uh, pirate in j- the jail that Jack passes by. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah. So we got a Beatle and a, a Rolling Stone and the Pirates movies. And Dead Men Tell No Tales is the only Pirates movie to use a line from the ride in the title. Ooh, I feel like we haven't referenced the ride in a while. <laughs> Mm-mm. They did. Um, I don't think there's any references in the last movie. The last reference I remember is from the third movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say this role for Javier Bardem seemed beneath him. Mm-hmm. I it's picture wasted, him. Right? I feel like he's such a high caliber actor. I feel like he was just doing this role for a paycheck, which doesn't seem like him. Yeah. Maybe he lost a bet. (laughs) (laughs) Sparrow. Sparrow. Okay, here's the plot summary. Captain Salazar. Salazar? Salazar? Captain Salazar, played by Javier Bardem, a deadly ghost, escapes the Devil's Triangle with his crew and is taking over the seas in search of his arch-rival and author of all his pain, Captain Jack Sparrow played by Johnny Depp, of course. In the meantime, Jack is approached by a boy who needs to locate the trident of Poseidon, something he believes only Sparrow can help him find. Karina Smith, uh, played by Kaya Scodelario, an astronomer and horologist, joins the team to help them find something she believes her father had always wanted her to find. Jack's only hope is to find the mythical trident, not Triton, more on that later, of Poseidon, who wants, who get, whose master gets control of all the seas, or so it is said. Do you guys notice who is not in that summary? The guy that played. Yeah, they the... didn't even they didn't name Henry Turner, <laughs> or or his actor. Yeah. And not, he wasn't in any of the summaries I copied or I looked at. That's really That's funny. Actually, kind of nuts. <laughs> He's just so. He was so blah. Yeah. You know? He was definitely Will Turner's son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to the the uh, beat by beat. All right. Apparently, this takes place 13 years after the events of At World's End, which doesn't seem to add up for me. Um, Oh, oh, wait, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 13 years after the events of At World's End, 12-year-old Henry Turner boards the Flying Dutchman to inform his father, Will Turner, that the curse which binds Will to the Dutchman and only permit him to step on land once a decade can be broken by the trident of Poseidon. Henry intends to recruit Jack Sparrow to help him find it, but Will believes it's impossible and orders Henry to leave. Will and the Dutchman then disappear in the sea, but Henry vows to find Jack and the Trident. Nine years later, Henry is a sailor in the British Royal Navy 
the ship sails into a supernatural into the supernatural devil triangle and stumbles upon the wreck of the silent mary whose ghostly crew led by spanish pirate hunter capitan salazar attack salazar spares henry's life to deliver a message to jack salazar is coming for him in saint saint martin a young astronomer and horologist named karina smith is sentenced to death for witchcraft but escaping briefly crosses paths with jack sparrow as he and his crew spectacularly blunder a bank robbery and deserved him oh wait having suffered a year of bad luck jack jack's crew lost faith in their captain and desert him depressed jack trades his magical compass for a drink however his betrayal of the compass frees salazar and his crew from the devil triangle hey, karina can, can i, can yeah. I uh, pause for a second mm-hmm. think about the intro of jack into this movie now think about the intro of jack in the other movies mm-hmm. can we do a quick ranking of the the intros Ooh, a podcast within a podcast yeah <laughs> captain right. jack sparrow intros <laughs> welcome everybody to the podcast within a podcast where we rank the intros of captain jack sparrow this of course is fifth week and we haven't ranked any of them yet but just came up with it we just came up with it and you know what we make the rules so you guys don't um so shut up (laughs) um all right down the first movie he's on a little dinghy Mm -hmm. and it's uh he's on the in the crow's nest as it's sinking Mm -hmm. what was that the box fell. I have no idea what that was. It's a ghost. It's a look. Captain Salazar. I mean, either something's about to explode or it was a mouse. Sorry. It's all good. So he's on a dinghy in the first one as it's sinking. Mm-hmm. And then steps on dock. Um, the second one, he's in a a coffin a coffin busts out of that uh the third one he's dead talking Mm -hmm. to himself on the black pearl the fourth one he's a judge and the fifth one he's just in a asleep in a safe asleep in a safe all right i'm just gonna go on ahead and put the fifth one as last yeah me too followed by in my opinion the second one i agree really yeah what's your thoughts i thought that is it just because the second one's creepy yeah it's i don't think it plays to his character as well as the other three okay i can respect that that was my gut instinct too to put Mm -hmm. five as the bottom one and then two as the next so I, I would put three after that just because it's not mm-hmm. like he's not really being introduced to anybody but us. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And then then four. Yeah. Then one. Because one, yeah, I mean, one's I just agree. so iconic. It's like his overall introduction. Yeah. So, okay. Let's write this down. I gotta write this down. Do you have the doc up? Can you write things down? Yeah. 
Um, do it. What are we going to call this segment? Jack introductions or Sparrow introduction introductions. So at number one, we have Curse of the Black Four, Pearl. Three, two, five. Okay. The official rankings of the Sparrow introductions are number one, Curse of the Black Pearl. Number two, On the Stranger Tides. Number three, At World's End. Number four, Coffin and Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> and number five, Dead Men Tell No Tales. So it is said, so it shall be. Shall I continue? Yes. That's got to be the best part I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, Karina and Jack captured in face execution, as this wiki says. They've spelled a lot of things wrong. <laughs> but are saved by Henry and Jack's crew, or Jack crew. Settings. <laughs> Alex, I wish you could see this. Someone does not know how to spell. Setting seal. <laughs> On dying goal. What? Karina deciphers clues that the stars will lead to an island where the trident is hidden. Meanwhile, Hector Barbosa heard from Molrog or Molroy and Murtog that the revived Capitan Stalzar had killed several pirates at the seas and destroyed his fleet. Barbosa managed to talk his way out of being killed by offering to help to find Jack. And, you know, this is, this, this, this seems like this was written by some, someone who speaks like a, like a Creole version of English, you know, like, it's not like, it's not like the true, true English. Like standard English. Right yeah. Now, it's, like it seems like very much like a Creole. And I mean, I'm not hating on Creole versions at all. It's just really funny to read when you're not expecting it. Right. Speaking of Creole versions. Where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I I miss. Uh, Tia Dalma. Well, she ended up being Calypso. What was her name? Huh? Tia Dalma. Who? Yeah, is it, I miss her. Like, why did they have to replace her with some other witch? Oh, yeah. That's a great question. Because I, she, I know we haven't gotten there yet in the synopsis, but... She exploded in a million crabs. Yeah, but why did... <laughs> I hate that. I hate when that happens. Um, but why did we have to replace her at all? Like, this... Also, why were they just keeping this witch locked up when they were going to execute Karina for witchcraft? You know, like I, this, okay. this. That this raises a good a point. Legit witch. Yeah. Okay. There's a scene where Barbosa is on his ship, I think, and then he's just in the jail with the witch, talking to the witch, and then he's back on his ship. Right? Yeah. I don't remember them going to an island or anything. And I, I had no sense of geography as where the witch was or how Barbosa got there. Like, I, I, I thought 
first I thought, was he on the ship at first, at at all? And then I was like, yeah, it showed the ship. It showed the ship, but then I was like, maybe she was, you know, in the brig. Then I was like, no, because no, I I just there was a few moments like that where they there was these weird continuity issues where I just didn't understand how a person got to a certain place. And that was one of them. This is really funny, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) We're really close to the end of the synopsis. It it flies over so much. (laughs) Did you go to the pirate weekend? Yes. I don't know who wrote this, but they're my hero. Um, <laughs> or was I? Karina? Yes. Yes, I need to find out. <laughs> uh, Depressed Jack trades his magical company drink. However, the betrayal looks free cells are blah, blah, blah. Oh, the execution. Saved by Henry and Jack. <laughs> oh, yes, the execution. Setting seal on <laughs> dying <laughs> gold. Uh, Karina deciphers clues. The star links in my... Okay. Meanwhile, Hector Barbosa heard from Moral Roy and Murtaugh that the revived Captain Salazar, Capitan Salazar, had killed several pirates at the seas and had destroyed his fleet. Barbosa managed to talk his way out of being killed by offering to help find Jack and learn that the trident could lead him to a new treasure. Salazar agree, <laughs> wanting revenge on the pirate that caused his demise. Salazar pursues the dying goal, forcing Jack, Henry, and Karina to flee to an island, discovering that Salazar and his crew cannot go on land. After saving Jack from a forced marriage, Barbosa allies himself with Jack. That was a returning for, his compass. What about that scene? That just came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. So weird. Who the heck was that? Like there pig, was... pig guy. Like, yeah. That's one thing I can say about this movie is that there were lots of moments where I can tell that they were just trying to add in the classic Pirates of the Caribbean humor, and it just didn't make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I. Like, that was just one of those moments where I was like, I think that was just there to make us all giggle a little bit, but I just simply wasn't giggling, you know? Yeah, it's like they shoehorned comedy into this. Like, I, I feel like they'd... I mean, I'm sure they did get a different writer. I'm, I'm uh, looking it up right now. To see who the writer yeah, was. it's like... <clears throat> so, did you guys think that Jack Sparrow was slightly differently... His, uh... Was he characterized differently? Oh, yeah. He was, I mean, pardon my French, but he was a dumbass. Like, he was so dumb in this movie. Yeah. And it wasn't in his character at all. Like, his character is, like... A lot wittier than that, usually. Yeah, it's wittier. He's, like, kind of silly, like, quirky. Mm-hmm. Not dumb. Like, he's... Right. He's, like, so cunning that people can't decide if he's actually cunning or if he's, like, goofy. Like... Like, whether he's calculated or just good at moving on the fly, kind of. Yeah. I didn't think he... he, I didn't think he looked or acted like sound... Looked, act, or sounded like Jack Sparrow. Like... His hair was, like, blonder. 
Yeah, his hair was blonder. That the, was weird. And the dreads were undreaded, un, mm-hmm. undone. And yeah, like, he didn't. His voice was off too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Johnny Depp phoned it in for this one because he knew it was going to be a stinker. Like, I mean, with the last one, I think the I think on Stranger Tide in retrospect, gets an unfair rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because the first two-thirds of it really are so good, and it just happens to fall apart at the end. I mean, there is not really a saving grace in this movie for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what the... Uh, I, I guess it's the main writer. He wrote the screenplay. What else this guy wrote? What? He wrote The Lion King, 2019. Tower Heist, which everybody remembers that classic movie. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oof. Rush Hour Three. Well, he didn't write that. He didn't write the screenplay though. I don't know. I guess when it says screenplay, Maybe story. Yeah, it says written by. So he did the screenplay for Tower Heist, and that was he did the screenplay for the Terminal. That was pretty good. But. I mean, it's sad that when the best story you've written in your filmography is Rush Rush Hour 3. <laughs> and Rush Hour 2. And Rush Hour 2. Like, it's sad that those are the best that he's written. Like, I mean, I yeah. love the Rush Hour franchise. No shade to that. But, I mean, it's not exactly like, you know, a summer blockbuster type movies which don't even have to be that well written like most Mm -hmm. blockbusters are are like this movie it's just they make sense (laughs) right (laughs) Mm um i'm 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 so close to being done with this um finish it out then we can just duke it out (laughs) against this movie returning his compass and restoring the miniaturized black pearl trapped in the bottle from blackbeard uh, to its original size. Um, there we go. Miniaturized, trapped in Blackbeard. Oh, yeah. They all continue their journey to the Trident Island. <laughs> it's literally Trident S Island. Uh, with Barbosa taking the command of the Pearl once more during the voyage, Jack and Barbosa realize that Karina is the latter's Long lost daughter, Barbosa, tell Jack that he had left her in an orphanage with his diary so she could have a better life and refuse to tell the truth. So she will continue to believe that his father was an astronomer. This is so poorly written. Her father? Her father. Uh. Approaching approaching to the Trident Island, the Pearl invades the, a Royal Navy warship, which is destroyed. Oh, also, speaking of the Royal Navy, why are they even in this movie at all? Like, why is David Wyndham have a... We'll talk about that more. We'll talk. About I was more. debating whether or not he was in the other movies in my head. I was like, he, was he in the other movies? But um, he, wasn't. He, he wasn't. That warship is destroyed by the Silent Mary before the 
Pearl run aground on the island. Jack, Barbosa, and Karina use the island magic to part and open the path to the trident location on the ocean floor. Salazar captures Henry and possesses him in order to walk on the ocean floor and sees the trident. Once he does, Henry is given back his body and Jack distracts Salazar, allowing Henry to break the trident, breaking all the curse of the seas and restoring Salazar and his crew to life. However, the divided seas begin to collapse on itself. The pearl lowers its anchor to lift them to safety, but Salazar pursues them, still hell-bent on killing Jack. Karina realizes finally that Barbosa is his father. Golly. When she spotted a tattoo on his arm, <laughs> diary cover, identical to the diary cover. <laughs> Barbosa sacrificed himself to kill Salazar, allowing the others to escape alive. Sometime later, Henry and Karina reach Port Royal, where Will Turner appear from the Dutchman. His wife Elizabeth <laughs> Swan appear a moment later, and the Turner family is officially reunited. Henry and Karina start to start to dating each other. No. Jack the watches Darmok the scene from the Pearl before sailing away into the beloved horizon, having been accepted by his crew as their captain once again, while also adopting Captain Barbosa, now homeless monkey, who had <laughs> who had reobtained the compass for his new master. In the po- oh, there is a post credit scene. Yep. Oh, we we tried to find we it, but we couldn't we find did. it. Yep. In the post credit scene, Will and Elizabeth sleep in their bed together when Will suddenly sees the claw of Davy Jones. It turned out to be a dream, but as he went back to sleep, several barnacles were found on the floor, indicating that Jones may have returned. Bum bum bum. I love that that plot summary was more um Maybe laugh more than the movie. Itself yeah, did. yeah, the right. plot summary is fantastic. Before <laughs> we get to our analysis, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Erica, Alex. Yes. Do you love gaming, movies, and or TV? Absolutely. I do. Well, shoot, dang, do I have the show for you. Listen to the podcast that started it all. Weiss cast for nearly two years now it has been available on your favorite podcast service it has gone through some growing pains but we finally hit our stride and if you want to be a part of the show go to patreon.com slash weisscast where a dollar a month grants you the ability to ask questions that you want to be heard on the show also feel free to correct us when we make mistakes at www.weisscast.com slash your dash wrong we'd love to hear our mistakes and we'll air them on the next episode now back to the show all right first off when they started talking about the trident i was like hang on didn't didn't captain barbosa get that in the last movie didn't he and then i looked it up no that's the triton my bad he got the thing the thing that sounded almost identical to the trident and then i was like well why did that trip me up like that because of the little mermaid because king triton has a trident Right. Also, and it is Poseidon's sword. The Triton? Yeah. And also Triton... That's another thing that would trip you up. Yep. Also, Triton is Poseidon's son. Who possesses a trident. There's just lots of layers here of trident and tr- triton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, why Why is it... 
something that's so similarly sounding to the last movie that, like, I know it's different, but, like, why? Yeah, I mean, it... It was a dumb plot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah. I think there is... Actually, no, you know what? The kernel of the idea... Uh, the kernel of the plot of there's something that can break all the curses at sea. Also, wait, never mind. Never mind. I'm going to backtrack that. No, the plot's stupid. Um, <laughs> I thought... Because they make a point at the end of At World's End, like, all of Davy Jones' crew returns to normal. Mm-hmm. Like why would why why does the this curse start affecting Will? Like I mean, it's not even a curse because it's not done by Calypso anymore. You know? Like, yeah, he's got barnacles or something on his face. Yeah, but why? Like exactly. I was wondering the same thing. I mean, he should just be essentially an immortal man. Like, does he spend too much time? Under the sea, like, I mean, is he with our boy Sebastian, you know, singing that song, that that old ditty? (laughs) I can't think of another Disney song to ruin your setup. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the whole premise of the movie is just dumb. Well, also, like, the... Inciting incident is Jack giving away his compass, yeah. which he did in another movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't do Deadly Squad in that movie. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah, that's stupid too. Yeah, that is stupid too. Also, side characters that don't need to be in the movie at all: the witch lady, <laughs> the the dude right. that David Wyndham played. Right. That they have, they that carry character. no weight. On the film. At all. Mm-mm. Um, you could argue... Well... You know what? Let's go... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
There wasn't a new one, but I'd, I'd say that the combination of the three is new. True. Um, I'm just going to go on ahead and put them at last. Yeah. Ag- agreed. I'm just going to distinguish it. I'm going to do... I'm going to do Rurtog, because it's written like Murtog. I mean, Rurgetti. <laughs> Rurtog <laughs> slash <the> R- Polroy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Scrum. Um, we can go on ahead and rank uh, bad dudes, too. I want to analyze more. Sorry. Oh, well, let's go on analyzing. Then when we when we get to Thalatha, we can do that. I I want to know what you guys thought about the flashback with young Jack Sparrow. So okay, this actually was a little bit of a gem within the movie for me. I thought that um. At times, the CGI was kind of convincing. Um, Erica even looked at me at one point and was like, it sounds like Jack, and it has Jack's eyes, but it doesn't look like Johnny Depp. I kept saying, this looks insane. This is crazy. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) it's CGI. (laughs) Um, So, like, I mean, I'm not saying it looked, like, amazing or anything, but I do want to say that it looked better than like um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin from Rogue One that came out a few months prior to this. Yeah, it did. Still looked kind of creepy. Yeah, um, they kind of gave him, kind of gave young Jack Sparrow kind of this Peter Pan vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, I don't know if it fit his character, but I guess it kind of could. I will say, okay, here's what I liked about the scene so much. Young Jack Sparrow seemed more like the Jack Sparrow that we know. Mm -hmm. One of, I guess, quote, present day, unquote. Like, um, he was clever, he was witty, he used his his cunning to escape his pursuers. You know, I think that's why this was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Another thing I can say about that is I'm just kind of a sucker in general for like character backstories. Like mm-hmm. if we have like a main character that we've grown to know and love, like I think it's nice to learn more of their backstory and why they are the way they are. So I also appreciated it in that aspect. Um, and yeah, I agree that the CGI Sometimes I loved it, and sometimes I hated it, <laughs> which I know wasn't that long of a scene, but it confused me at first, and then I was like, whoa, that's cool, and then I was like, actually, I think it looks insane, but then I was like, maybe it's good insane. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fair to say it looks better in still image than when he's moving his mouth? Yes. No, yeah, that's completely, I think, yeah, that's accurate. You think so, too. I also like the wide shot where he's like, He's like on to on the mast or whatever, kind of taunting Capitan Salazar. Mm-hmm. I like that shot. 
He uh, didn't have dead eyes like Tarkin did. Yeah. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I guess the difference is that they impose someone's face who's actually alive on this actor, whoever's playing Jack in this scene, as opposed to someone's face of who has passed. True. You know, I feel like it's a little... I mean, there's probably more of Johnny Depp to work with than there was of Peter Cushing. True. Especially more digitized footage. Very true. Um, But yeah, uh, I think... I mean, that might be my high point in the film. Um, let's see, what else is there to talk about? Karina, I guess. I mean, she was just a smarter Elizabeth Swan. Like, <laughs> 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 she she was just a better educated Elizabeth Swan. True. Um, Henry was a less useful Will Turner. I I just glanced at. I was looking for a still a picture of young captain jack sparrow there's only a video but so i didn't bother but i saw that the cover for the movie like the blu-ray cover it it doesn't have the henry turner star as like on the cover like he's the he's there's a picture of him but there's no like name he's not one of the top build actors interesting i wonder if it was designed like that or if he didn't want to be top like i mean like He's one of the main characters. Like ne- neither is the girl. It says Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem, and Jeffrey Rush. Oh, I mean, top bill just means they got paid the most, right? But like on IMDb, one of the top billed people it says is Orlando Bloom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to do okay. So this movie takes place what 22 years after at world's end something like that and i was trying to so when does at world's end so at world's end is literally just a couple days or a couple months after dead man's chest it's a few months Mm -hmm. and dead man's chest is like a couple weeks after Curse of the Black Pearl? I don't know. Let's just say Curse of the Black Pearl, uh, Elizabeth's 18, and Will Turner's 20. Let's just say he's 20. Okay. Um, I would say that he could pass, or Orlando Bloom could pass for a dude in his early 40s in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's just weird because we don't really have a timeline explicitly. Mm-mm. I mean, it does, it does say at the beginning of the movie after young Henry Turner tries to talk to his dad, it does say nine years later, but yeah, it's just weird. Like Jack looks the same pretty much. Well, not the same, but you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't look, look like eight. an old man. Right. right. I mean, Barbosa looks different, but that's because he's opulent. Yep. Um, 
no one really changed in those 22 years. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a very good point. I don't think that they needed to make this main character the son of Will Turner. I think they should have made... I think it would have been cool to have almost like a Luke and Leia situation. Like, you don't need a love story in this movie. But, like, have the two main younger characters be long-separated twins that didn't even know each other existed. And have them both be the offspring of Barbosa. There you go. Boom. Pirates don't need love. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. I mean, I will like just look. The, the B plot of all of these movies is the worst part of the movies. Right. It's all about the A plot. But in this so, particular movie, both plots suck, so. Yeah. I'm, we need to I'm, talk about Salazar. We do. I'm struggling to remember what happened, so let's let's move on. Do-doom-doom-doom-do-doom. Ba-doo. Do-doom-doom-doom-do-doom. Kudoo. You got it backwards. Got it backwards. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Kudoo Badoo. The podcast within a podcast where eat where cool dudes rank bad dudes. This is the last in the pirate series, and let's just take a moment to review our rankings so far. At number one, we have Davy Jones. At number two, we have Blackbeard. At number three, we have Barbosa. Not because he's a bad character, but because he's more of an anti-hero as the series goes on. And number four, we have Cutler Beckett. Where on this list does Captain Savathar go? I'm tempted to put him above Beckett only because I like Javier Bardem, but he's not really that great. I just I, I'd be comfortable at five. Two. I cannot decide. Do you know what? I think I would put him above color Beckett. I think I would. I'm just going to say it. I think that it should, he should be at number four. But if we put him at number five, I'm not going to fight anyone over it. <laughs> right. So I'm going to put him above Cutler Beckett only because of Hardy or Bardem's star power. Um, otherwise, <laughs> honestly, I think... Both of uh, they 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 could they could be tied like yeah. they don't have clear motivations really I mean it's it's his fault he died like you know what I mean like <laughs> he has this unfounded hatred of Jack Sparrow when he was doing Jack Sparrow into rocks like you know like he has no reason to hate Jack as much as he does. Well, think about it. He was just chilling at the Devil's Triangle for, what, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. He was like, do, 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 do. Hope Jack Sparrow comes along. Just happens to find a kid who's looking for Jack Sparrow. And he's like, I got a message for Jack Sparrow. And then just Jack Sparrow just happens to give away his plot device. 
which happens to free Salazar so he can <laughs> sail the yeah. seas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like his, yeah. his motivation doesn't make any sense if Jack doesn't give away his plot device. Right. Not that it makes much more sense. Also, afterwards. what was I thinking? What was I going to say? Um, shoot, I can't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> Jack gave away, like you said, he gave away his compass earlier in the series and nothing happened. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You said only 15 or 20 years have passed. Alex, in reality, probably like 30 years or 35 years have passed because of this movie's or this just universe's stupid timeline. Like it makes no sense. Um, like, (laughs) yeah, it probably, it is probably 30 years or so. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, in my mind, in my mind, in the first, in, in Curse of the Black Pearl, Jack Sparrow is like, what, probably mid-30s. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and it's been like 20 years, <laughs> Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's no way he's younger than like 35 in Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. Um, and that's that is generous like he's probably more like 40 mm-hmm. but yeah there's no way he's younger than 35 and then you know 22 years later he'd be 57 <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look 57 at all especially no. like a 57 year old pirate right right that would look more like gibbs and gibbs is like a good looking 57 you know yeah. Gibbs looks the same. That's so funny. I think someone stole uh, a coin of Cortez again and they just stopped aging. Like, they just never show them <laughs> at night anymore. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, yes, the official rankings are. Davy Jones at number one, number two, Blackbeard, number three, Barbosa, number four, Capitan Salazar, and number five, Cutler Beckett. Um, you want to just get into your Darmok review? <laughs> like, this movie's <laughs> just so bad. Like, I could rant about how bad it is for another hour, but I know we don't want to podcast for another hour. Here's the Darmok review. I can't. Okay. Turner, Turner's child, his face wet. Trident, not Triton, is the key. Barbosa, when it rises. That's a good one, Alex. That's a good one. Thanks. Uh, this this series really, is finally done. It was really hard to make that Darmok review just because I felt like nothing happened. But, anyways. Yeah, I mean. It together. When we, when I literally looked at Erica and was like, we have to watch the movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, we watched it last night. <laughs> I knew that this was going to just yeah. be like a scathing review. Well, yeah, I hope there's not another one. Like, I hope there's not a sixth Pirates movie. 
I think they're going to reboot it if there is. Like, I don't think it's going to be the same. Like, and honestly, I don't want to reboot. That means we have to come back to this and rank rank it amongst the others. Um, speaking of rankings, Alex, I need I need your your numerical score for this, and then we need to rank it amongst the other movies. Four. Which I already think a four out of ten. Four out of ten, easily. I yeah, four is my gut instinct. Also, I was I was gonna say five because I I I I I felt bad, <laughs> but I might say four and a half. <laughs> I'm going real skating. This is this movie gets this movie gets a three. There, here's what here's where my four stars come from: Barbosa, Murtog, Merlory, and the Triton. My three stars come from Barbosa. Barbosa's peg leg. <laughs> and just the fact that the Black Pearl's back. There you go. Um, so I think we all agree that this goes at the end of the list. Yes. Oh, yeah. The official rankings of the Pirates of the Caribbean Cinematic Universe in review by Weiss Camera Action goes as follows. Number one, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Number two, Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End. Number three, Pirates of the Caribbean, On Stranger Tides. Number four, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And rounding out at number five, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Wow. Folks, this has been an amazing episode of Weiss Camera Action. You, of course, can find us each and every week on your favorite podcast service. You can find me, your host, Aaron Weiss, on Instagram and Twitter at The Weiss is Right. Alex, where can they find you? For movie hot takes, follow me on Twitter at Alexander M. Weiss. For pictures, same handle on Instagram. Alexander M. Weiss and Erica you can find me on Instagram mainly uh, at Erica you can find me on Twitter at underscore lavender ICA also be sure to follow Weisscast on Instagram and Twitter just at Weisscast if you want to you know throw some bones our way go to patreon.com slash Weisscast where we have five tiers for you to choose from in order to support the show um your support your change that you throw at us um keeps the show running but also keeps the keeps um wisecast running um hosting websites aren't free and so your your dollars go to the hosting website so we can keep the lights on um this has been a really fun episode it turns out Bad movies are more fun to review. <laughs> Lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. Uh, we will be back next week with the Santa Claus Cinematic Universe. All right. Same damn time, same damn channel. <laughs>